should we just start? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Lou. <laughs> Hi, Steve. <laughs> How's it going? Good, you? All right. Yeah, not bad. We've just had a nice conversation with Phil Fiander. I mean, the legend, as I'm now going to refer to him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was brilliant, wasn't he? Yeah, really great. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to um, just start with saying that if anybody's considering applying in the future, um, just listen very carefully, if not once, definitely twice, you know, uh, to, to what he's got to say, because he's he, he was um, really insightful in terms of the origins and, and how how and why they created the bursary and what they want to achieve from it. So, yeah, what a, a really interesting guy to talk to. Yeah, he framed it really well, didn't he? he yeah. Like he he contextualised it, what's, what drove the idea in the first place, but then... Um, what they're kind of looking for, what they want to see out of an application, but in a in a very sort of uh, um, human, person-centered way. This is the this is the kind of thing that we that we'd like to get behind. Um, yeah, I found that like really really fascinating, and I was kind of checking my own what I'm doing. Am I doing? Yeah, it? Am I doing? Am I doing yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Definitely check out what Phil's got to say. Um, and other people as well, you know, other the other applicants, you know, the things that they've said in uh, or, or successful uh, awardees have said in previous episodes. Yeah. Um, and speaking of awardees, how, uh, <laughs> how's it all going? <laughs> well, when I when I first started thinking, oh yeah, we're we're recording today. I better think about what I, what I've achieved. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, I'm 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 still a bit behind because I'm working on this big application, which is probably the running theme. Although uh, we are about to enter the last month of it. Um, and I thought, oh, I haven't done as much as I should be doing on it, but actually, um, some of the things that the conversations I've had so far with, uh, like-minded organizations have led me to, to not just be inspired about their organizations, but also look at how we might work together. And so when I'm creating the Mm. business plan for the next few years, actually saying, oh, actually, um, well, it's difficult without doing spoilers. <laughs> Not that anybody's <laughs> going to listen to this and go, oh, yeah, that's in their business plan. <laughs> but for example, um, we are investigating a, a staff exchange program that will start within our own membership. So uh, a somebody within a theatre company could go and spend some time with somebody that runs a venue and that we would help facilitate that and help with some finances around that. So it would start within the membership. But then I was thinking, how do you expand that to the rest of the UK? And that's all beyond. And that's then using those links that I'm creating through the bursary to say, OK, so federation scottish theatre could one of your members host a member one of our members at your organization for a month to learn from how things work there and so i think that's where i've tried to not just be inspired about how they do things and how they run their organization and and how they you know um earn money and all the rest of it which is really important but also where are there areas where we could work together so that's kind of expanded more than i thought it would I love that. Mm. That's that's it. Well, the idea is amazing. And Good, got, okay. Got, got my, definitely got, going in the business plan. <laughs> got, my, got my brain going straight. Was what a great idea. But then for that to have come out of the the this process and having the space and sort of uh, it's encouraged that sort of thinking. That's, yeah, that's just completely on brand. Yeah. Tick. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing so uh, i want to i want to ask you some more about that but maybe maybe we can talk a bit more about that when you've got 
a, a bit more uh, detail. Yeah, yeah. But the, yeah. You know, the concept, the concept is just brilliant. Um, so that's is that that's come out recently, has it? Yeah. So so um, one of uh, well, what we're always trying to do is look at the members and think about the problems that they're having and how we can um, try and solve or at least go some way to kind of helping them and one of the issues that we have is around skills and staffing and trying to get people interested in in terms of joining the industry but also retaining staff so we're just trying to look at things that we can do that help that because we are only one cog within that as a as an issue you know there's there's things that we can do when we're talking to universities and college in terms of inspiring people into the careers but there's that's almost a separate thing i'm looking at um you know the other issue which is how do you retain staff and so trying to create programs that um give people the time to learn and develop within their own organization but learning from a, from another organization um yeah that's kind of the the inspiration behind it yeah i think it's great and it kind of links to the bursary ethos as well doesn't it mm, and like mm -hmm. you kind of paint it forward a little bit and 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 I mean, yeah, that's uh, that's. Yeah, that's I mean, it is going to be a, whether we, if it, if it goes in. And, I mean, my plan is to do a bit of a pilot and just kind of see the appetite and things like that. Because, again, similar to the bursary, you will be asking a member of staff to be out of the organisation for say, I don't know, two weeks could be could be longer. Um, and that is a um. A, you know the the whoever they're bosses mm. it's going to have to be okay with that to, mm. to go okay we, we're going to cover your role for two weeks so it could always be done at a time where um it's perhaps a bit quieter but likewise the the hope is it's reciprocated so yes. you know you would where you lose someone for a month you might then gain somebody for a month or whatever you know however it works so but it is that the same as what we're doing you you have to kind of sacrifice a bit of time mm. To hopefully have the benefit in the in the long run for your organization and for that individual to 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 invest in that individual's time to develop their career so um hopefully people will be up for that <laughs> that's great um and, yeah, and what about great. you how long i've lost track of time where are you with your trip so uh middle of april going soonish, to then. yeah soonish yeah it's not far off <clears throat> um yeah uh, Wednesday the 19th is our first meeting uh, so we've got a meeting um, uh, ev every day we uh, I'm out from the 19th to the 26th and there is something every every day now which is really good um, all all of the meetings that I've lined up kind of go across the kind of remit of our work around film and inclusive production and etc <clears throat> um again i'm i'm avoiding spoilers as well because <laughs> there's a couple of meetings that are like <laughs> well i what i will say is the first the first meeting we've we've set the bar quite high for ourselves um because we've got a meeting with um the inclusion lead at um the uh, academy of motion pictures and sciences the which is the oscars so going to their i office. mean that's quite big isn't it <laughs> that's we're starting no pressure <laughs> starting there that's amazing uh, which is wonderful uh to go and have a conversation about inclusive production with somebody who is working 
and pushing to change to make changes yeah. at the at the at the most you know kind of uh visible of spaces in terms of that stuff and um so to go and talk about our work with that person will be brilliant and i cannot wait um it is lunchtime on the day after uh flying in so i don't know what sort of state i'll be in but i'm up for it that was the day she Just, had available that's where i'm going go for it yeah yeah <laughs> um so literally be comfortable with being uncomfortable in that <laughs> in, in that yeah moment. no i'm really looking forward to that and and a bunch of other folks uh sim similarly you know kind of working in uh, at the heart of things um so there's a there's a few meetings lined up and then we've got our film screening in the middle of it all and then um there's going to be the kind of soft launch of the final draft um uh screenwriting easy read screenwriting uh, accessible template uh which is going really great and the work with um with uh, the folks that are that have been designing and coming up with ideas for that has really moved on and the the, the uh, technician over at final draft is now busy working on that stuff so we're going to go to uh their office and and do a little bit of a call back home and and a, a, a kind of launch launch the work and get it going so that's really exciting um and yeah and and some other things which i'll reveal in the next episode um <laughs> save it yeah, for the next episode <laughs> yeah, yeah it's exciting though it is really exciting yeah yeah um yeah gonna be busy but like, it's like we would like um, is mentioned in the conversation with Phil that people will hear in a second. Um, it has you know, it being a reality that you can go that I can go to that city and connect with those people around in this way has just opened the door yeah. to you know meaningful yeah. conversation. And I know this is a thing. This I am coming, so we can have these conversations face to face and and invite people to the screening and be an advocate and an ambassador for the folks that are that, that that come to tape and talk about working at that level talk about you know um uh not uh, what, what's the uh, like the aspirations that people have to go and have meaningful conversations around those things is going to be really exciting i think so yeah great just feel feel very lucky to be able to do it yeah yeah so now we can go and have a listen to our conversation with Phil Fiander, and uh, I'll speak to you next time, Lou. Great. Thanks, Steve. Cheers. Bye. Well, welcome to episode four of the Following the Leaders podcast. And our guest today is Phil Fiander. Hello, Phil. Hi. Um, do you want to, do you want to kick, kick things off with uh, telling us a little bit about who you are and why we're speaking to you today? Okay, um, I'm Phil Fiander. Um, I was Deputy Chief Exec up until about uh, three years ago when I retired. Um, and I suppose why I'm here is that I was the original instigator along with Walter and, and uh, a few others of the Community Investment Fund. And, uh, you know, as a result of the Community Investment Fund and Walter's uh, involvement in, in that whole process, you end up with the uh, Walter Dickey Brand fun bursary. So, so, we, so we've got you to part, thank. Part of, me is, <laughs> part of me is there to respond to to that, and uh, you know, at the time it was a uh, a unique thing that we did, um, and it's probably one of the highlights of my career, to be honest. Um, and I think if you talk to anybody that's been involved in running community investment fund and 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 
the social enterprise side of that it probably is they're, they're saying we all treat this whole area with quite a a reverence that you know it's it's something special to us and i think it was something that we did against the run of tide at the time um it was something that came about because of i don't know whether people would remember back to a thing called future builders which was running in england which was supposed to be this new uh vehicle for lending to social enterprises uh, the welsh government at that time decided they didn't want that um they were more interested in developing uh, the social enterprise development plan and what have you so the money that they would have got for future builders would have been would was used to do the socialized prize enterprise plan and we know what happened to that 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 died a death but you know uh that was there they, where they were going with that we i was at the time running some very big grant schemes european ones european thing and i and i will make people cringe but i always say sif came about through money laundering and I will explain myself. Yeah, <laughs> on a banking term, that's not a good terminology. <laughs> but if fundamentally we were running um, a thing called the Community Trust Grant, um, it was started in 2000. It was something that was introduced as part of the community's first program. And WC had been running that for about three years. Uh, European programs had also been instigated at about the same time halfway through the first program which is a six-year program welsh government decided that they could actually claim some european money back on the community first trust fund um as a result we wcba and myself we put together a claim and we claimed back 2.8 million pounds of european of non-european money because it was money out of tre treasury but the european money subsidized that 2.8 million now, I think at the time, the civil servants thought that they were going to get it back into their pockets. Unfortunately, or fortunately for WCBA and for us, um, well, Welsh European Centre, as it was at the time, said, no, WCBA submitted the application for the fund. Therefore, you have they have to decide what to do with the money. You can't do it. So um, that's how we ended up with a pot of 2.8 million uh to invest in this community investment fund and there was a big cry for that type of investment in 2006 and there was talking about a new way of investing new way of working with uh social enterprises and and about being a friendly investor and everything else so that's how community investment fund came about um and how we started um it's you know it it's that's the if you like the essence of where it came from um and I always remember uh, the first time I ever met Walter. Walter was the, uh, at the time, retired banker. Uh, he was head of Lloyd's TSB in Wales, and he'd retired and was sat on a board. And my chief exec said, we want to set up this loan fund, and it's got to end up lending money to uh, social enterprises. So, you know, we want it to be a friendly. We don't want it to be like banks. And that was the big cry from everybody. And And, and I think that's the... The remit we've always tried to maintain all the way through since and, and, and going forward. Um, so I always remember Walter interviewed me, which was quite bizarre, really. The board member interviewed me to find out how much I knew about lending, which was zero, I should add, um, and, and what our aims and, and what were. And uh, 
I always remember at the end of that conversation, he said, Phil, he said, I'll help you and I'll chair the board and everything else. He said, but remember, the hardest thing about this is you've got to get them to repay the money. Now, I know that sounds daft. <laughs> and, you know, we're all amongst thieves and, and voluntary sector and everything else. But it was a very, very sober moment when he said, you've got to make them get the money back. And I think that's where the whole premise of what, what we're doing. And, and um, you know, it was a very trying time. The first three years of that fund, learning, very steep learning experience. And Walter was a great, great ally to the fund. And I think what Walter did, most importantly, when he chaired the meetings and we looked at loans and things like that, it was that balance between social need and the business case. And it and 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 now say seems silly now from experience, but it you know a lot of the organisations came forward with great social need, but again very little knowledge around lending them and borrowing money and and what have you, and creating a business case that actually allows them. And and Walter was a great man of patience with that, and would often not just turn up say no, but say no but come back when you've done this this and this and it was always right. about this holding hands to try and make sure people understood the difference between fulfilling fantastic social needs and i think you know a lot of social enterprises suffer from that thing that you know there is a a social enterprise and it's a social need and we all get hung up in that and i and that, that's why we're there you know that is the purpose we're there but if you move into a lending or borrowing market you have to have a business case. Your product has to be monetized, whether you like it or not. You know, there has to be something there to earn. You've got to repay the loan. It's not a grant. And it's that shifting culture that has been probably the biggest learning curve for us as grant givers to become lenders and be for the borrowers to actually understand that it isn't a grant it's not a repayable grant it's you know it the interest rates in that are favorable and they're not but in the end of the day someone has to repay it because the whole point of this is to create a long-term legacy and i think we've 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 achieved that and uh, that's something i'm really really chuffed about because you know we could have lost two and 2.8 million and that would have been the end of it we've still got a fund going we started in 2006 still going now and still going strong and still lending now that is down to the foundations that walter and and what have you put into the start of this so does that give you a bit of a yeah he sounds like an amazing you know asset and person and just yeah and how did the 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 leadership the walter dickie leadership bursary come about from there then well walter um to a surprise to us all, became ill very quickly um, and, and passed away very, very quickly. Uh, you know, within six to eight months, we from wow. very, very quickly. Um, and we just wanted to do something to honour the man. Um, you know, he had genuinely grasped this thing. I mean, he risked his reputation as a, <laughs> a major lender in, in Wales to do this and and you know he created and helped us create this long-term legacy so we just wanted to do something in his honor and in his name um and if i go back to 
you know, this balance between the business case and the social need, what we felt was the gap was, was for leaders of those enterprises to actually understand how you can create a marketplace for your goods or for whatever you're doing to create that business plan and to learn. But like everything else, it's creating that time and space. And we felt that, you know, the one thing that Walter wanted to do was give people the time and space to come back. And, you know, it was never a straightforward no with with loans with Walter. It was always no at this present moment, but if you come back and do this, and, and it was always that space and time to people to go away. And we felt that the real genuine part of what he was trying to say was to give leaders that time and space to provide it. And I think, and I hope, we are beginning to show that, and I think you know you, you're you're a couple of very good examples of of what's happening. And you know, we were building up quite a nice alumni of all uh, people that have gone through this bursary that are actually now are benefiting from this. And I think you know there is value in that small amount of money and the investment in time and space. And I, I and I think we never. We, we all struggle with that concept of trying to find time and space because the day job gets in the way. Well, actually, and, and literally everybody we've spoken to so far, the 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 inspiration for applying and and the thing they got out of it mostly was exactly that was yeah. was a lot. It was it was the thing that you feel like you can't normally do because you haven't got the time. No, it's not. This allowed it. Job. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's not part of your day job. You're busy doing your day job. It is a problem, you know, and to be honest, social enterprises are probably no different than ordinary businesses. I suspect <laughs> yeah. small businesses, they would say the same. Um, but I think for, for social enterprises and for what we're trying to do, it's more crucial because it is that balance between, you know, looking after the social need, preserving the social need, which we all, that is our key aim. But at the same time, you know, survival relies on those leaders to bring in funds. Now, you know, grant funds are all very well, but the trouble with grant funds, you often need new and innovative things for doing the same things that you're doing and doing very well. You know, how many times have I sat in front of grant panels and grant, looked at grant applications? And they're basically replicating what they're currently doing but they've dressed it up in a different way because the grant funder has said, we need innovation. We need this. We need that. Mm. Well, actually, if you've got the time and space and you can find some way of monetizing some element that helps that and subsidizes that, that's a far better arena to be in than it is just to be trying to reinvent yourself for the sake of grant funding. And, and uh, you know, that to me is the, the real key of all of this. And I think that's what the bursary tries to do is to give people time to put their head above the parapet, look around the world and do it. You know, we've some of the, the applications have been fantastic and I'd love to have been able to fund them all. You know, we are funding this out of a very small pot that we've got left from, from different things that we've done. And it is about trying to, to spread your wings and to learn from other organizations. And I think that's that's the other thing. We all have to learn from other things. You know, like I say, I knew nothing about lending money. I was a grant giver. Walter took me under his wing, was a mentor to me and the team. And I think, you know, we're pretty good at lending the money now. And if you look at the um, bad debt and everything else within Community Investment Fund, 
it's very low. It's actually better than banks, you know, because of the approach that Walters has installed right at the very beginning around this balance between social and, and business. There's a there's a benevolence and a passion um, and a partnership that kind of runs through all of the, all of the the examples that you're given and all of the the, the kind mm. of the, the the motivation for for all 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 of this work. It's it's what drives yeah. uh, what Lou and I do. It's what it's what's driven you and what 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 yeah. what, what, what driven Walter that idea of seeing how to support somebody or an organisation and wanting to do something benevolent, but having that extra value in there and that extra support in there. Um, it must be incredibly gratifying to look back and and see some of the the support that you've been able to give and the organizations and businesses you've been able to um, get behind are there any that particularly stick out for you that when you think about the work you've done um, um, that your mind goes to uh, you're gonna put me on the spot now yes <laughs> pick your favorite baby <laughs> um well actually uh, there's been a lot um, I th one of the most interesting ones we did, and, and it's perhaps not worked out 100%, but one of the most interesting things we did in developing was the the um, initiative around with the help, working with the health board and trying to uh, work with a, a Valley's initiative up in the Ronda somewhere uh, around providing alternative care uh, through mental health, well-being, all of that sort of thing, and going through the rigmarole of process of trying to get the health board to put some money in and, and so you know that was really interesting um there was things like we funded um a, a visitor training Carmarthen I don't know if it's still going but it was fun it was one of those things that was fun you know and, the, and and those sorts of going I mean we had one guy wanting to come and buy a coach at one time <laughs> but um he, uh, unfortunately he, he was more of a, a more leaning towards the more private side of it than than social side of it so he he soon got sorted out but it was quite interesting the fact that he came forward and, and wanted to buy a coach and it was going to import this coach from germany and what have you so that was that was quite interesting um and i i think some of the other ones are, are some of the community pubs that we've done and and what have you and, and that they become now some of the center of those villages and you just think you know move it away from the breweries and and the, that cutthroat business but the fact that it's now a social business people using the pub and they're thriving and you just think you know for relatively small amounts of money that's the other thing you know a lot of you know a lot of the money we lend is relatively small in in big business terms but the impact is yeah. fantastic yeah that's the word that came to my mind then the the impact of something like that and doing yeah. it for the right reasons in yeah. the right way what that can mean for a, an entire community Exactly. And, and, you know, you, there, there's places, oh, there's one I know, Alan always drove, drives me past, he runs the, the scheme now, and he's really proud of the one in Anglesey, and, and, you know, and it, and it is now part of that, and that hub of that community, and all sorts of things are running out of that, and that community, that's holding that community together. Without it, it wouldn't happen. And, and very often, you know, we underestimate the power of something like a pub in a community in a village and and the fact that then you you know you don't have just the pub you have the village shop you have all the, the thing and it, that warm space you know we're talking about heating and warm spaces and things like this suddenly you've got all of that because of you know uh 250 pound loan from from a small fund a relatively small fund it's probably we are wcva is the largest social lender has become the largest social lender in wales you know 
uh, we are lending more money than charity bank and all of these sorts of organizations so you know like i say that's why i think walter is held in very high risk regard because of everything that we can do now i think is down to the foundations that that man lay, laid in helping us develop you know uh it, it wasn't me it was people working with walter and walter himself guiding that process i mean i'm fortunate to be he was my mentor and, it, and it, he was a really nice nice guy he wasn't just a businessman he was a really nice guy and he would do anything for anyone he even tried to get me roped into doing Cardiff half marathon you know because he was sponsoring someone in the gym <laughs> he would be proud now because I am actually running but <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a different matter <laughs> I always remember, you know, within six weeks of working with him, he was trying to get me to go to the gym and, and thing. And, and at the time, I, I, <laughs> no. <laughs> but I am now running and I have run a half marathon. So th there you are. So even it's just, it's just took a bit, that's it. it is, the seed of the inspiration was there. Inspiration. So, yeah, no, it, and, and like I say, I think that if you talk to anyone that's involved in the fund, if you go and talk to Alan now, who is running the fund, or Matt, who was running it before him, working in WCVA, they will hold Community Investment Fund and the Walter Dicker Bursary in real high regard because they've been involved and I think they see the impact. And I think that's, that's you know, I like I say, I think you get, a, as a grant giver, you can get a bit blase about giving out grants, you know, and I, during my career, I gave out millions and millions of pounds of European grants and what have you. And we have did some fantastic stuff. I'm we're really proud of it. But I think it's this, fact that you're putting sustainability in and, and you know mm. something we started in 2006 still going growing you know it, it has lent a lot of money over that period and and you know the impact to communities and everything else so you know and it's nice that you know you guys are want to do something like this you know to talk about all of these things and and it's nice that you're getting the same messages that we probably feel about it so <clears throat> future applicants to yes nursery what would your top tips be or what kind of things or types of people or organizations would you want to see apply in the future um, that perhaps you haven't seen already? I'm not sure. I, I, I don't want to stop anyone applying because I think anyone with any good ideas and, and we've had some fantastic ideas. I mean, we had um, simply someone coming and saying, I want to spend it on going on holiday for three weeks because I don't have time and space now. Um, yeah, okay, I can understand it, and the application was very well written, but that's not really what we want to do. What we want is people to recognise the need of their business, to actually think, I need to take time and space, recognise perhaps some of their own weaknesses, areas of where they want to improve, where they could benefit, because um, it is also about personal benefit. It's not just about that organisational benefit, because, you know, who knows? You know, you guys could be chief execs of another organization in three or four years time who knows you know that's the way work goes um so it is about personal development and and there has to be that so any application i think has to balance this recognition of what the organization needs and a recognition of what you as an individual need to help that organization and i think that to me is the the key of this it, it isn't about it's about a little bit of time of self-reflection and, and being honest with it, you know, and trying to be honest with yourself about that's my area of weakness or I need to do this. And if you make the best case for that, that's the ones that we tend to 
pick because I think they come across as that human bit about, you know, I've just taken a little bit of time to think about someone's going to give me the money to do this. What if I want, what do I want to do? What do I need to do? Yes, primarily for the organization, but primarily for myself as well, because actually the development of me is to the benefit of the organization as a leader. That's such good advice, isn't it? It's really good. And I'm thinking about back now to when I applied and the journey that I've been on so far. And it's absolutely that. I remember when we had Steve Brooks on, he said, get comfortable. You should be comfortable feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. Which was really good for pushing yourself and putting yourself into um, out of your comfort zone. And uh, and I've I've really taken that on board. And just in the last... I guess couple of months of pushing my bursary project forward have really done that re- really taken that on and, and feel like a diff I feel different in the way I'm I'm approaching um the subject and 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 the work that I'm going to be doing and how I'm using the bursary um as it's absolutely been that and I haven't done the actual visit yet just the engaging with the people that I need to engage with and 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 thinking right this is a once in a lifetime opportunity I'm only going to get this opportunity realistically this is this is a uh make the most of it because it won't happen again kind of uh mindset and that's really pushed me and and I've and I've overachieved already i think realistically i I think i have and and that's before the the the, uh the trips happened and and whatever outcomes there are from that so i'm incredibly grateful um Mm. for for uh, i'm getting from it what you've what you've just articulated phil but um and definitely i don't know about you lou but i feel like massively grateful for the opportunity oh massive yeah it's it's been um Every every time we chat, there's there's new things, and and you know I I I'm always especially before recording one of these is mm. one of the reasons we did it was to to um, have our our own self reflection you know recorded really because it's very easy to just be going along the process. Mm. So but every time we were about to record one, I do that bit of self reflection and say where am I with it, and actually I'm always further down the line than I think I am when I when I step back and then kind of think about it. So it's been. Yeah, it's been really amazing. Um, and, and likewise, I haven't I haven't done any face to face visits. I've just done a lot of um, connecting with people so far. And um, it's already having an influence on. We're in the middle of writing a business plan for the next until 2027. And there's things through those connections that I'm implementing as part of the business plan, which is exactly what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't know what those things would be until I kind of started to make those connections. So, yeah, it's been and and to be honest, I mean, what you're doing now and being involved in this, I mean, you're creating part of that legacy as well, because, you know, people will listen to this and hopefully they will get a, a clue as to where we are and that will keep and preserve that thought yeah. memories. Yeah. And I think that's that's fantastic. I mean, that that's why I'm really chuffed to be able to be asked a lot up on here, because I think it is important that we try and maintain those sorts of uh, nuances in this, because we, it's easy to forget things but this is about you know it is this balance between social and business and it and it's a difficult world which the majority of us in the the, the sector tread and it, it is that balance and you know and you'll get some that will go too hard on the business at the social need for whereas this is this is time and space to to actually look at how you can convert some of those 
perhaps alien business technologies and methodologies to so addressing social need and, and using that balance whereas I don't think you get the time and I think that to me is the time and space this is what this is about and, and actually I've listened to the pr three previous podcasts and you know it is great and I, I'm really pleased that you're doing something like this because and Walter would have smiled about this yeah it's a shame he's not here um because he would have loved to be on here and, and explain everything to you um but it is nice because this will create I hope a long-term legacy and I hope that what we'll be able to do when uh, when we've launched it again we can actually refer him to your podcast and say listen to this guys this is what it's about get a feel for it and, and the other thing is I mean a lot of the applications sometimes we get in a very you can tell they've been written very quickly oh we'll quickly think well that won't work with this fund the, the whole point is is as you've just said Steve is to to spend some time just to reflect of what you can and where what you can and cannot do and give yourself time and space and it starts with the application process you know even if it's only a half a day to think about what you wanted to do you've suddenly given yourself half a day that you probably wouldn't have normally given yourself and I think that to me is the important bit it's about creating that time and space and moving forward that way well, thank you for coming on to the podcast, Bill. It's been really brilliant to hear from you, hear, hear the origins of the, yeah. of, of the bursary and, and the fund. And, uh, yeah. and I, think it's, I think you're right. I think it will be encouraging for, for, for future applicants. And, and, uh, but we're really grateful to you for coming on to the podcast and sharing yeah, your thanks for, And thanks for, you know, your legacy as much as Walter's legacy. Is, you no, know. it's yeah, my pleasure. It's, it's like I say, I think you'll find that whoever deals with the Community Investment Fund and Walter's legacy, even in the future, will will feel the same way about this fund. There is something, you know, there is something quite unique about it, and I think it's because of what they're trying to do, and we're trying to do between that balance and and what have you. And it's not banking, but it's not grant lending, so it, it's that yeah. balance, and and I think that's the important bit. Thank Amazing. you very much. Thanks, Phil. No problem. No problem.